Moncrief on News Talk. Leah Dawn Hines is a journalist. She's divorced and she has a daughter. So when she got into a new relationship, everyone was delighted for her. But Leah Dawn felt ever so slightly offended because there's nothing wrong with being single and she'd been very happy that way. She writes about this in today's Irish Independent. Leah Dawn, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Uh, I know you do write a lot about a kind of the collective sigh of relief when you tell people you were in a new relationship. But just to kind of go back a bit further than that, when when your marriage broke up, was there a, 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 did you get a sense of discomfort from people around you in the sense that people are scared that kind of thing might be contagious? Um, I wouldn't say so much discomfort. I remember a lot of head tilting. Um, I hadn't realised that telling people around me would take such a toll um but you're you're faced and obviously really mel- well meaningly a lot of the time but you're faced with this kind of like oh the head tilt the pitying head tilt <laughs> and you're kind of managing other people's expectations and you find yourself going no no it's fine and we're all fine and it's amicable and it'll all be okay and i definitely remember feeling finding that slightly difficult to deal with and i think also um rather than contagion i felt like uh, th- there can be a real sense for people who've gone through divorce of failure and and I hope this doesn't sound really arrogant or deluded but I didn't feel a sense of failure because I felt like we'd tried really hard to make it work and there is really you know leaving a marriage especially when there's a child involved is a really terrifying thing because it changes every aspect of your life from literally like where you wake up in the morning in your bed and what your house sounds like and what your child's life is going to be like and it really didn't seem to me like a failure to to have faced into the reality of that, you know. So I would say they they were more the kind of reactions I I, mm. I dealt with. Yeah, yeah. But I suppose even even at that, the kind of underpinning a lot of that is is a kind of a sense that's bred into all of us that there's a natural order for things, and somehow this is against that natural order. One hundred percent, and I I probably felt that mostly around my child and um, you know that there was this sense that like things were never going to be like quite right enough in her life ever again and I really I really push back on that and and, and somebody who hasn't gone through divorce might think oh she has to say that you know to, she she needs to, to make herself feel better for nothing else but I really believe that you know um, going through a, a divorce does it's it's not one of life's great tra- tragedies you know everyone gets through it alive and, you know, in our case, my child is surrounded by people who love her and who are really engaged with her. And, you know, her father's a wonderful father and we co-parent really well. And I know that's looking in our situation. That's not everyone's option and that's not necessarily their choice. But, uh, yeah, I, I really I, I felt like that with her that I just felt no. And that was partly why I wrote How to Fall Apart. My first book was almost like, you know, I wanted her to be able to look back and kind of go, you know, this was all okay, and everyone came out of it okay. Mm. And when you did come out of it, did you have kind of a plan in your mind about would you look for a new relationship or when would you look for a new relationship? I I was absolutely not interested at all, Sean. I I I think I was in my late thirties. I'm forty three now, and I kind of had in my head if I thought about it at all, it was like fifty. I was like, I'm going to raise my daughter, and you know, just logistically, to be honest, like you're a single mum, you don't have a lot of evenings off, and I really just it did not appeal to me to risk 
kind of using that evening off to go on a, a date. And, you know, I, I, my second book courting, I, I, it was about dating in Ireland. I spoke to so many people about going on dates and, you know, it was that thing of, you know, within 30 seconds, sometimes if the person is, if, if there's a click or whatever. Mm. And I just felt if I'm having a night off from, you know, a fairly intense situation, self-employed single parent, I want to make sure I'm going to have a great time and I want to go hang out with, with the pal. And I also felt like, and again, this is totally my, you know, I like it's different for everyone. Some people want to go straight back in and that's what works for them. But I just felt I want to kind of lean into this situation and get to grips with it. And I had a really strong sense of wanting to kind of batten down the hatches and, and make sure my, you know, my daughter had this solid home. And and I was really lucky as well. I was, you know, I have some really good friends. And like, as anyone who's gone through divorce knows, it is just really fun goes out of your life for quite a while, you know. Mm, sure, and, yeah. Um, and I was having fun again with my, you know, with my friends and I, that was really all I wanted, you know, and I think in terms of like the piece in today's independent about, you know, kind of feeling like people who are single can't be as happy. I think that's one of the things we don't necessarily give credence to is if you're single as an adult, whether that's as a single parent or as somebody who's been single for a long time or, you know, whatever your situation, you lean on your friends in a way that you probably wouldn't if you were in a couple and, just, you know, there's only so much time any of us have to give to the relationships, you know, and it really deepens your friendships. And I would now say that some of my best friends are the great kind of loves of my life to, to you know, if that doesn't sound too corny. And that is because, in part, because of that time, you know, when I really needed them, you know, we look back in our 20s and we think of the friends, the times we had with their friends then. But like you get that at any stage in your life if you're single and you have that time to give to friendship. Yeah. So when you uh, told these friends and and family that you know you did have uh, um, a new relationship in your life and there was there, yes. there, as you describe it there was a general oh my god that's fantastic were you mm. tempted to say but I was fine before this <laughs> I kind of was and I didn't know how to do it without it sounding like my daughter has this phrase WBF world best friend and like you know I would I would give that phrase to my boyfriend he's absolutely you know brilliant and you know an amazing addition to my life but I also felt like I said in the piece in today in the independent like a kind of sense of irritation from my former single self that like you know I was like how did you not think that like because you, you you feel like people are kind of saying to you oh now you're okay like now it's all all right and you're fully you can be fully happy and you know that was an awful time that you went through and it was very you know sad and stressful but now things are okay and I was like no things were more than okay before this you know like I, I kind of felt like you know, and I, I hope this doesn't sound smug, you know, it's it, it was just luck, my circumstances, you know, I, I own my house. I have the greatest kid in the world. I have a job that I've literally wanted to do since I was four years old to be a journalist. I have fabulous friends and family. And I, I found kind of, oh, did you not think that that was enough for a life that is really meaningful and, and happy, you know? Mm. Yeah, but it, it just strikes me that... This is an example where actually it's always a mistake to try and look for a person to complete you. You were already complete. You'd managed to get to that lucky place, as you say, where you were complete, which actually makes uh, gives a relationship a better chance. Yeah, and I suppose it's not to say that, like, you know, it's a, it's obviously it's a grey area and it's nuanced. Like, it's not to say a relationship isn't a wonderful thing in your mm. life that increases your happiness levels. But in the same way, that's, that's if it's a good relationship, you know, and in the same way, a good single life can be as happy, you know, and and kind of 
you know, you, that that life can be just as sustaining and as fulfilling. Like what I really noticed when I was re- researching courting my second book was so many people I talked to, it was the place that they had grown up in or chosen to move to was as sustaining to them as a relation, the prospect of a romantic relationship might be. And they would choose to stay sometimes in really isolated communities or in, you know, a, a way of life that might not open itself up to meeting a lot of people because that way of life offered them and the community in that way of life gave them as meaningful a life and it sustained them as much as, you know, they felt a romantic relationship might. Mm. So we, we, we perhaps give too much credence to romantic relationships and perhaps not enough to friendships. I think so. Yeah, I think so. And I think, again, you know, maybe I've been really lucky, but like, you know, for example, my one of my best friends, Sophie, who really kind of got me through that divorce, like we had the kind of relationship where, you know, we'd have a call after the school run or she'd know what I was making for dinner. We were back and forth. And, you know, you can have that kind of level of depth with, you know, with a, with a person who you're not in a romantic relationship, you know, and I think if you have that and you're probably more likely to have it if you're single for some time as an adult, because like that was one of the things I found tricky when I went into a relationship was, you know, especially single mom, you kind of only have so much time away from your kid. And, and, and I was really conscious of, you know, you want to give the relationship time, but you also have, you know, want to maintain your friendships mm. that are so important to you, you know. Uh, so, yeah. So how do you negotiate that uh, in, in given that there's only so many uh, hours in a day or days in a week? Yeah, I mean, I think and I think this is partly from going through the pandemic as well. Like I look back at my life before then and it's like I was out, you know, at work things and whatever and how to do that. And I definitely think, you know, you, you kind of figure figure out what are the things that are really important to you you know what I mean and and try and find that balance I think I'm probably lucky that like a lot of my friends are at the same time um in life in terms same situation sorry in terms of having small kids and so you can kind of mix socializing with with your you know hanging out with your kids and that can really help and I know that's something that you know again people I interviewed for courting talked about that like that could be difficult when you're single and you're maybe in 30s early 40s and suddenly everyone around you is having kids and you don't have kids and the social scene really revolves around that because like that you know there's just only so much time so I think finding people who are at the same point and at the same situation as you um, can be really important as well in that sense. Yeah. And but, but are you now, is there pressure or is there a suggestion now to kind of do couple things with the other couples? No, no. I mean, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> whatever we feel like, do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, you know, as as it happens, you know, I'm, I'm really lucky. My, my best friend who I know mentioned already knew my boyfriend before we met so you know it it is it's lovely to hang out together but I think uh whatever you know again we're all kind of under so much time pressure whatever we feel like and whatever works I think everyone's okay with Leah Dawn Hines is a journalist and author and that piece is in today's independent Leah Dawn thank you very much thank you Sean lovely to talk to you 
And a couple of comments on that. Uh, I get those pitying looks too. Drives me bananas. I'm living a very happy, fulfilled life without children or a partner. I don't throw you querying looks and ask, don't you miss your single life when I meet them for coffee? Uh, another texter says, people have been so deeply brainwashed by the patriarchy that subconsciously they think that anyone breaking free from the shackles of the artificial construct that is marriage is a dangerous threat to the established order. My God, sociological commentary there. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. on News Talk.